time, two time for the cha-cha gang. Uh, give me the cha-cha gang. Rockin' with the best, cha-cha gang. Uh, give me the cha-cha gang. Uh, I like it, I want cha-cha gang. Uh, give me the cha-cha gang. Watching my boy, the cha-cha gang. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and every cha-cha gang across the globe. Welcome to another episode of the Chacha Let's Talk Music series on the Chacha Music Free Podcast. My name is Afis Tonova, aka your musical plug creator of the Energy Force. The Chacha Let's Talk series is where I get to bring interesting guests and we talk about everything and anything that is music related. Today, I have the CEO of Homeboys Inc. and we will be talking about A&R and, you know, whether it is important or it is not important for music artists. And without wasting much of your time, let me allow my guest for today to introduce himself. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Abib Q. A lot of people call me IG. Uh, I'm a music promoter, ANR, music manager, pretty much a lot of uh, stuff behind the scene. Yeah, you can always count on me for that. All right. Thank you very much for being on the podcast today, IG. And um, from behind the scene, we are bringing you into the scene. All right, so um, let's get into it. You say you're a music promoter and ANR. Now, when it comes to you know Nigerian music, a and R right. is not really a big, big thing. So let's start by, you know, let me both start by asking you what does it mean or what does A and R mean? Uh AR is a artist and repertoire. Pretty much you like the intermediary between an artist and a record label, pretty much. Or let's say you also in charge of like discovering like talent you somebody the artist can count on to not be biased about the decision because in the music industry today like there's a there's a lot of a and r who don't even know they are a and r like if you have somebody on your team that you could count on that okay if i send this person this song regardless of whatever type of relationship we have is gonna tell me that song is white or not uh the music construction the ANR is pretty much somebody who's like has good ear for music and somebody who can tell you hey i think that second verse was really dope but work on the chorus work on the backup stuff like that because a lot of times when you when you're making music you just you're just going with the flow of what comes with you and you might think oh this stuff is fireball. The air now has to has a third party ear. You're not listening to the song based on, oh, that's my guy, or oh, I'm working with this guy. You are work, you are listening to that song the way the audience is gonna perceive it on radio, on streaming platform, and all. So pretty much a strong critic critics to music. All right. So um would you say uh, you know, every artist, you know, need an a and team to, you know, should I say succeed? Or it's just something, if they can have it, let them have it. If they cannot have it, it's all good. Of course, a team really needs an a and It's compulsory. Every artist needs an a r pretty much because an a is, if you can focus on your music, just focus on you making music and let your a and do all the PR stunt, you know, linking you with artists like a and listen to your song and say, hey, I think uh, Oxlade 
will be the best person to feature on this song and it is your ear now that will go and go back and forth to make sure that or such thing or such future happens or such work relation happens and pretty much when it comes to like pitching if you if you're an independent artist you 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 have more chance of succeeding with an ANR compared to an independent artist who doesn't have an ANR on his team because when you on their record label a record label usually have their ANR and before any songs get put out ANR goes over it and it's the one who's going to tell the bus like, hey, I think this song should be on this EP. That song should be on it. Look at the likes of Oxlade. Like, I don't think Oxlade, Oxlade is talented, super talented, no doubt. But his success is pretty much based on his team and his ANR. He's been ANR by Bizu Shikoya and he's a well-known ANR in the game and all. Like, he's done a lot of PR, promotion, marketing, and actually having him work with other artists. And I think it com- comes out so well so far compared to an artist that I wouldn't want to mention his name, which I know is super talented, but just because he doesn't have an ARNR or somebody who's going to be genuine, like, hey, dude, I know you're good, but this song is trash. You should work on this. You should work on that. Yeah, so... I think everything is in here now. All right. So um, you rightly mentioned when you were introducing yourself, you know, about discovering talent. So let me ask, how does that work for you? How do you discover a talent? How do you know that? Okay. Because, I mean, we have a lot of artists that will say, oh, Baba, hear my song, I'm good. I miss the rap and all that. But how do you really know that, okay, what, that this person is a person I should go with? So I have, I have this daily routine that I do, like... I go to Audio Mac because whether we like it or not, Audio Mac is like one of like the strongest streaming platform in Nigeria right now. Like the average person who has a phone is like you either download it on the internet or you stream on Audio Mac. But when it comes to streaming platform, Audio Mac is like the biggest right now. And I, I like listen to five random new songs. I look for those dudes that have like less than a thousand streams and see what they got and actually like check out their name on social media and listen to them. And so far it has been working with me because I like give them a little bit of advice. I like promote them for free sometimes. And if the turnout comes out good, then we handle up building a working relationship. But that doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't stop there in the sense that people actually send like they come into my because I work I'm I'm the CEO of a, a music management company called On Boys Incorporation On Boys Inc and that's pretty much all we do like we into like promoting digital marketing you know ANR like music construction like we have. If I post like two artists or three, like I've probably got like 20, 20 or 30 songs that I've actually told the artists like, hey, sorry, like not, I'm not being mean or anything, but this is not the one. Go back and work. Because a lot of artists these days is like, they just want to blow. Like they want to drop a song and blow, but 
it's like a process to music. You, you, if you really want to attain that success, it doesn't come overnight. Like, look at the likes of Ira Star, for example. After she got signed, she was in Maven Records for a year before she even dropped a single. Some artists don't have that patience. If you if you work with an artist right now, they just want to drop that song. They want to drive some fly cars, but. At the end of the day, like the podcast uh, you just dropped recently with uh, yeah, uh, Homeboys Incorporation is not a Yahoo Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just going to splurge money on any artist that I think got it. But if I feel like, oh, this artist got potential, I'll pull, I'll pull, I'll go back and all for that artist. Like two artists that I'm working with right now that I really think they got potential is Skank Fires from Ikorodu and Young Abril from Ikorodu also. And I think you guys should check out Raya, Bad Girl Raya on Instagram. And I think she's really good. She got it. All right. So, um, you you know, kind of took me to the next question. I want to ask about how many artists have you been able to, you know, work with those that you've given advice and those that, you know, you can say, okay, these are my own artists that I'm actually working with. I think you've mentioned two of them already, Paul. Let's just break it highs. Is there any known artists that you've actually, you know, worked with or most of the artists you're working with are just, you know, on the ground and trying to do them and trying to promote them at the same time? So, yeah, uh, I'm working with Skank Fire right now and Young April. They're like my two main artists that are like like my priority right now. But when it comes to like other artists, like I've worked with a couple of artists like Major Banks, The Lapa the Vibe, Shannon, Super T, Anderson Wavy, Raya, Martin Fields. Who else? A, a lot a lot of artists that I can't I can't come up with their name right now because like I said earlier, one of the biggest tools of being an ARNR is like building relationship with like people in the music business so that that way is not just on hey, I want you on this song, I want you on that song. You guys actually actually have a relationship before that. Like they always say your your network is your network. network yeah. All right. So um let's talk about you know the money aspect. I mean in a relationship where you have an artist, a manager, you know, the manager get paid, the producer also get paid. So, but when right. it comes to an end, uh, you know, especially with uh, an independent artist, I mean, if you're under a record label, a record label can afford or decides, okay, I'll pay you for your services. But with mm-hmm. an independent label, how does the, you know, financial relationship, here, let me use that word, how does it work out between an ANR and an independent um, artist? So it, it, that's that's a good that's a good question and a very tricky question because if you're an ANR, a lot of times in Nigeria in the music scene in Nigeria, like over here in the state, is like ANR get paid pretty good. Like you get paid, you bring talent, you bring songwriters to the label. You're the one who's telling the CEO, "Hey, you got this, you got this." But in Nigeria, I think ANR ANR kind of works based of commission. It depends on what agreements you have with the what's the code individual artist you work with. Because look at uh, Maven Record, for example. 
they got a couple of A&R that work for them. But then when you look at the likes of this Yao Yao record label, like the A&R is just pretty much like a camouflage for them to like, you know, stay behind the scene and just have them look like they're doing something and they're not really. So, but me, to be honest, my own part of A&R is like, I'm a music junkie. Like I love music so much. So if I think an artist actually got it, like, I'm not, I'm not expecting anything from you right now because I know you don't have it. So it's up to you to think, okay, maybe when I blow up someday or somehow, then there'll be there'll be a commission based also, or maybe a conversation based that okay, this person has like been my back because pretty much with my artists right now, like that under my management, I'm not the kind of agreements we have is not such agreement that is gonna like tie them down because like I said, it's not a record label yet. A lot of record label in Nigeria that they think they're record label, they don't have the proper structure for a record label. So I think I'm comfortable just being under the umbrella of like a management company at this point. So if any any company, let's say Maven Record, I say Marvin Record a lot because that's the biggest record label in Nigeria. <laughs> so let's say Maven Record, for example, comes and trying to sign Skank, for example, so he's not tied under the contract. There's not going to be no uh, arguments or all this blog carrying uh, stuff about us in the sense that they could always go sign. But if you homeboys to still because that's what people don't really understand. Like, if you still want homeboys to then still manage you while you're on the Maven record, that could still happen because we're not a record label, we just a management company for now. And if you choose to still have personal fine. But like, to just round it up, yeah, I pretty much finance the artists I work with when it comes to like putting out music and structuring it. Okay, so um, let's, you know, let me just paint another picture because, I mean, one of the things that, you know, really, really goes down when it comes to music, it's a lot of, you know, finance and all that, and we've had a lot of issues whereby, oh, I discovered this artist, then this artist blew, this artist didn't do this, that artist didn't do that. So um, my question is this. So let's say, like you rightly pointed out in your example, maybe an artist comes to sign, um, you know, Skankfire, and um, they decide that they want to manage him and they don't want you to manage him anymore. Is there going to be anything like, okay, you know what? I mean, I'll spend about maybe $50, $500, $1,000 on this artist before you discover him. I need to get paid for what I've done before he can go. Or you just say, oh, you know what? I wish you all the best. Yeah, you know, some, some, something like that. So that's why, that's why a lot of agreement should always be in both oral and written form. Okay. Like if you if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sign any con- management contracts with any artists, be it two years, three years, there's an account. There's an account for I spend this on this, I spend that on that, and it's actually written. The artist knows about it. I know about it. My whole team knows about it 
to the point where if a record label comes and trying to sign him, regardless of if we're still going to be managing the artist while he's signing on their label or not, is I think it's the right thing to like either pay off that artist or there's there's a percentage over time you're going to receive from that company, regardless of if you having nothing to do with them again. Like, I know they're not going to disclose it, but as much as WizKid is independent now, he has Starboys, but there's still a percentage of his money that still goes to Banky W. He might have handed, it might still be going on, but there's still a percentage of money that goes to him based off. He, he invested a lot in whiskey. I think everybody knows that. And yeah. it became, there's, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong in you deciding to be independent when you feel like you're now bigger than the record label itself. But you just gotta, there gotta be an understanding that, okay, yeah, when I had nothing in my bank account, this was the person that was like writing for me, financing for me, making sure my music get put out, the promotion, music video, all of that. Come on, but it's like a lot of a lot of artists. It's, it's not even the management or maybe the record label itself, but a lot of uh, artists forget about all of that and just be like, you know, I'm big now and they think they could just drop a song and you know it just blew because they're big now, but. All the stuff that the management been doing behind the scene that they don't really know about, then then they're independent now and don't know how to go about it. Like one one good example will be um I say Ricardo Banks or even Kiss Daniel, uh who else? Lil Cash, like when they, as much as we know, these artists are like super talented. As soon as they left the record label, it's like, they'll play their song for about like two, three weeks and we don't really hear nothing again. And it's just not hidden. Like, because a lot of times it's not as if these songs are not good, but there's a thing about hearing music on and on and on. Like you go here, they're playing this song, you go in there, they're playing that song. Even if you don't want to play it on this song, you be like, what's this song that all these people are crazy about? Let me listen to this song again. You might get stuck, but you don't, you you never even whisk it. The biggest artists that we know still do promo. They still push their music and stuff. So, and a lot of that only works when you have a team. Look at OBU, for example, regardless of how his album turned out this year, because to be honest, I'm not just being uh, (laughs) but the album didn't go as expected, but he he has a strong team. Whiskey got a strong team. Burner Boy got a strong team behind them. Like when you look at the successful artists in Nigeria or Africa, there's like a team behind them, both management, ENR, marketing, and honest people on the team that can tell you this song is trash, this song is good. 
Now we've spoken about some of these artists and you know how they get their A and how right and how some of them get their A and how wrong and what they need to do. Now let's say there's someone listening to this podcast that wants to go into A and how. What does that person need to do? What steps does that person need to take? Because I just right. want to, I don't I don't want to believe it's just oh I have good years of music then I call myself an A and how person you know. So what's involved? You either, you could either, because there's no, I don't think there's a degree for A&R or you go to school to learn to be an A&R. It's just, it's just a term that's been, that was generated and to be, to be, to be an A&R, I think like you, you have to like study. It's beyond, like I said, I have my routine of listening to like, you know, five unknown artists with less than a thousand stream on audio mic every day and i just think you have to you have to you you can't just be an a&r just because yeah you listen to music you you i when i when i had a conversation with uh bizu shikoya it told me like you the biggest tool of your of an a&r is his ability to network like if you don't know you can listen to all the music whatever you can listen to the all a thousand unknown artists but if you don't have the resources even if you have the resources if you don't know the right people like you gotta like network with djs you gotta network with other air now because you can't know it all some people have been in the game before you and music executive record label because that's the sole aim you're not you're not you're not a record label to sign the artist but if you're discovering this talent what are you gonna do with it you gotta be able to like market those artists and actually pitch them to like record label other air now because is is the is if you have connection and good communication skills with the rest of the ANR, you might not even be the one pitching that artist to the record label. You might be like, hey, so a person, listen to these new artists. I think they're really good. Or you send them. I, and I have I have an email catalog that I send new songs or those, any songs that I think have potential. I send it to like other A and R and like ask for their honest opinion. Like, hey, criticize this song for me. What do you think needs to be improved on this song? That that nine percent, ninety nine percent out of hundred, there will be like negative criticism on the song, but you just have to like sum it all up and be like, okay. Cause I've sent a song, I wouldn't mention his name, but I sent one of the artists I'm working with, Young Gabriel, I sent this song to an A&R and the a and I, I really love that song so much. And I sent it to a, an, another A&R and he told me it was a good songwriting, but because the artist kind of sounds similar to the artist he's working with, he told me the vocals was trash and every other person that I send it to, they said the song was really good. They, they didn't even pay attention to the lyrics. They paid attention to the vocals. So you just got a little bit psychological about it also. Like 
it's beyond just yeah i sabi listen to music or ah, this music fire like you you you're an individual you think that song is good but your ability to like know if that song is good in third party ear is like actually knowing how to like do your research your statistics and build up the number and say okay i think this is a good song or this is what you need to work on so pretty much to round the question of like be being an ARNR is like you need networking and self education self education is the key cuz like i said no no university or college has a has a course for like how to be an ARNR or study in a you could study accounting you could study economics but you could study music like your 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 personal knowledge on music will really help like so if you're in college for example i'm just putting that out there if you're in college if you which you know university and you you thinking about going into the music scene i don't know how it works in nigeria but over here like i've taken couple music classes like just to have like the knowledge about it you could either take it online just to have just to have like a background knowledge about what and what this is so that way you don't look stupid and actually know what the fuck you doing okay so um you know you've spoken a lot about you know ANR and um like you already said you are a music junkie so let me just you know ask you this because I mean right about now in America the war is between Kanye and Drake so <laughs> Donda and um, certified lover boy you know which album as an air and our person which album do you think will come out on top is not even will think will come out on top i've listened to both album and could and on could i'm a diehard Kanye West fan but <laughs> Being an honest music lover and a music junkie, like I said, I'll give it to Drake. I'll give it to Drake, man. Why? Because the whole content of the album is like, first of all, when you put out a project, like you don't let the the thirst for that project be too much. Like we know you, Kanye. Like there's been a lot of like three dates set up for the album you know and come on the album has 27 songs on it if you really if you really want your album to like be actually get to people i don't care how lyrical it is like people will get bored and there's a lot of Kanye is like a he's a genius and the, sometimes when you're a genius people think you're like crazy and all but his album is just lyrics for lyrics, you know, the whole production, mixing, sampling. I just think Drake, Drake album is, it's better. Dander is a good album. Like, let's say for example, if, this, if that was a project in school, I'll give Certified Loverboy by Drake an A plus with honor, and I'll give Kanye West a B plus. 
<laughs> okay. All right, let's come back to Nigeria. Let's leave Kanye and um, you know, Drake alone. And let's talk about the Nigerian music industry. Just um name three artists that you are really, really vibing with right about now in the Nigerian music industry. Uh so I slept on Ira Star, but I think an album is really fire. That album is really, really good. And Leah. Leah, Leah is really good. The album, Alari, really like. But I, I just think in general, like the uh, female female artists, like their music is like really, really like improving and yeah, it really going outside the box to like, you can go to those era where you just like, you know, she's a female, you know, she's just still over there. Like female music actually like standing out now and the third one will be Oxlade. As of right now, Oxlade doesn't have a bad song in my book. Ah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one that I like about Oxlade, it has to be his vocal. I mean, his vocal range is, is crazy. <laughs> all right, so um, we are, you know, about to round up with a whole, you know, interview and all that. But let me just quickly ask you this for those that might be listening, you know, any upcoming artists or upcoming um producers that might be listening and they need um, you know, Homeboys Inc. as part of the management, or they just think one or two advice, how can they get to, you know, connect with you? Uh, you can reach me out through my email, talk to homeboys at gmail.com, or just send a DM on Instagram, homeboys Inc. And I'm always on my phone. I respond. I check my email. If you need, if it's just an honest advice on a song you know i won't be i won't be i wouldn't cap on a song for you i'll tell you the real truth if it's fire i'll let you know if it's trash i'll let you know and you know we do we do beyond just management we like we actually got a recording studio you can come we could work some stuff together even though i'm not in the country at this moment like I usually be on FaceTime, video call, while people are in section and whatever one or two that I have, I'll give my opinion, you know. The studio is located where exactly? Uh, it's located in Ibute Kurudu. All right, that was in Lagos. That's where, yeah, that's yeah. where all the music talents are coming from right now. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave that argument for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. Uh, for those of you that, you know, you've been listening to Chacha Music Group podcast for a very, very long time, you might be wondering, ah, homeboys, homeboys, I used to hear that in years. Homeboys are the one responsible. They are the ones sponsoring the Chacha Spotlight series where I get to bring fast-rising artists, you know, and we talk about their musical journey. So, yes, this is the face of the process, you know, should I say the people <laughs> that are responsible for that. So, a big thank you for, you know, always partnering with, you know, Chacha Music Podcast. And thank you very much for giving us your time today. I hope that we can also, you know, get to do this some other time. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks to Chacha Music Podcast and Absolute Media for having me. Thank you. With that, I have come to the end of another episode of the Chacha Let's Talk Music series on the Chacha Music Review Podcast, which is now being brought to you by Absolute Tap Media, your number one online media and digital marketing agency. So I come here with another episode. My name would always remain a fist turnover, aka your musical plug, creator of the energy force.
Peace out. Give me the cha-cha game, cha-cha game. What's in my book?